Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nalin, publisher of InsideTexas.com, for our weekly episode of State of the Program. Uh, today, uh, we're going to try to go over many aspects of what's going on in the last week of the Longhorns uh, and look at the week ahead as well. Let's talk about some specific things. Uh, and first, Eric, I've got to I've got to start with this. Uh, ran across the wire this morning. Uh, several University of Texas athletes, including Quinn Ewers and uh, DeMarvian Overshone, get an NIL deal with Wranglers. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> know. I think uh, I think that uh, we all understand uh, why uh, Wranglers wants to be involved with with athletes. I mean, it's a, it's a brand or whatever. But uh, there is uh, no better choice than DeMarvian Overshone, given the, the his use of the cowboy hat and the photos. Yeah. Twitter and all that stuff, right? Well, I mean, Overshone was asked recently how long he's been a, a cowboy, and his response I love because it's true. He said, I've been a cowboy my, my whole life, and, you know, that's really the only way you can be a cowboy. Uh, you know, but I love it because it – you know, every, it, Austin in Texas has this one stereotype, but it's not truly encompassing. You know, that that school really embodies the whole state in many ways, and Wrangler's a big part of uh, the culture of the state, you know, the, the cowboy culture, the, the country boy culture, the rural side of the state. Uh, and there's a home for it at, at UT, and and who better embodies it than than Overshone? And uh, you know, yours might be a South Lake kid, but he's also a hunter and outdoorsman and all that too. And a lot of those guys that you wouldn't expect are outdoorsy types. So I love it. You know, I want them to have that, and then whatever the latest fashions is on the other side of the spectrum, hopefully they get nils for that too. Hey, I'll be John signed with Roback, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For uh, that sort of stuff. So it's it, you're right. I mean, it comes and goes. I just thought uh, that that broke the news today. I thought I'd start with that because I. I found it kind of funny because, uh, you know, our guy from ARP uh, is one of those players. Hey, uh, let's let's start with an article I think you wrote um, uh, over the weekend or, or earlier this week on Inside Texas uh, and talk about early risers or, or not, not necessarily early risers, but risers within the program based yeah. on what we previously thought they were heading into fall camp. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, well, every camp, every yeah, every camp is going to have. I wouldn't necessarily call them breakout players because when you do that, you put outsized expectations on them. If I say that these guys are breaking out, then fans wonder where they are in the first game. But guys who are announcing themselves as players that are going to be depth pieces at a minimum, they're ready for starter snaps if their name is called, and, and you know, basically they're just taking that next step in their development. Um, you know, two that I have a wide receiver, and, and you know, one of them is well known. It's not very surprising, but he's new in the program. Is Tariq Milton? Uh, his name is going to be called. Uh, maybe a little bit more than people realize, and I think he's going to play an important part, especially if uh, you know if Whittington needs a break or if Whittington misses a game or two. Uh, you know, he's playing inside and outside, which normally I think you would you know most people associate with him as an inside player. But if they're in twelve personnel, the wide receivers will be in the out. Uh, he's he's doing well. He's really won over his teammates, like a lot of these uh, 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 graduate transfers do. Uh, Casey Kane is another one. He got his chance with uh, Isaiah Nair being hurt. Not nearly as athletic as Nair, but he can win in some of the ways Nair does. Uh, Good length. Uh, you know, he's got really good ball skills. He's got really good hands. Uh, I think he's going to be a reliable target. I think he's taking that next step, and we're going to see him play quite a bit. Um, you know, I've got two freshmen down is uh, Ethan Burke, which uh, I think is a bit of a surprise, but he came on late in camp. 
Uh, they're looking for a pass rusher. Uh, and he's also got the aggression that they're looking for as far as setting the edge. And then, of course, no surprise here is Kelvin Banks. Um, you know, he's not an early enrollee, so he was a little – there was a little bit of an unknown coming into the program. Uh, Cole Hudson, I think, announced himself in the spring. Otherwise, I would have him as, an, as a camp riser. Uh, but he certainly, he certainly belongs in the discussion. So, uh, you know, they got a number. Vernon Broughton's another one. Uh, he's not necessarily uh, a finished product yet. I think he's going to be much better as a junior than he is as a sophomore. Uh, but, he, but I'm seeing, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of that trend line. Yeah. Um, the one that caught me uh, by surprise a little bit, and it probably shouldn't have because he's already won a starting role, we think. Um, but you're I mean, for expectations at that position, we didn't necessarily think Diamante Tucker Dorsey would be yep. ready to start from day one, but three weeks, I mean, really two weeks into camp, he was the yep. start. I mean, and, you know, David Benda had been, been at Texas for a while, but just uh, right. frankly got, not, got beat out. Well, yeah, Benda's, you know, and Benda didn't have a bad camp, so it, it didn't happen by default for, for Tuck. Um, and of course we have to uh, make the disclaimer that this is when they're in base defense because when they're in nickel, then it's still overshown and, and Jalen Ford, but they're going to, they're going to move back and forth between each, like they did last season. And of course the, uh, uh, the, the addition of tuck allows overshown to move outside and two DBs I should mention are Jameer, uh, Jameer Johnson and, uh, Jalen Gilbo. Uh, you know, Jalen Gilbo had a misstep or two during the spring, bounced back very strong this summer, uh, is right back on that trend line he showed, uh, early in the spring. And then Jameer Johnson, um, you know, one source said he's the most improved player throughout the program uh, from the spring till now. You've heard good things about him. Uh, he, he's probably going to be the third corner. So if something happens with Deshaun Jameson or Ryan Watts, if they get hurt, if they're not playing up to up to the expectations, then uh, Jameer Johnson's going to get a shot. Yeah. And I, I'm just, uh, you know, I think that part of this, um, part of these guys is about building depth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. Not, you, you mentioned it at the outset. It's not just the, the first line guys that you win with. You have to win with some depth because injuries are a part of football. We've already seen sure. that this, this offseason. Uh, what is the latest? Let me, let me touch on that real quick because I was at a speaking engagement this morning uh, down at the Galleria area, and Selvin Young was there, the former uh, running back. And that was a question he asked me about depth. And it is really an interesting question because. Uh, so the, the safeties, there's not much distinguishing the number one safety from the fourth safety. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, I think. Um, it, but then on the on the flip side, there's a lot distinguishing the second team offensive line from the first team offensive line. Second team is more talented. First team is more experienced. So where, what do you, how do you even square the depth there? <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. It's you know, they, ha they do have positions where they do have depth. I think wide receiver is pretty on good, a good, uh, solid foundation. Uh, running back is, is doing well. Tight end is uh, certainly too deep, I think. Uh, but other ones have questions, you know, uh, but, you know, there won't be a huge drop off across the board, but they still need to get talented. And, you know, the more talented you get, the more depth you have, too. Yeah, I, I think that's that's part of it. I mean, is you have to overcome football's a long, long season. Uh, they are there are only 12 games in the regular season. At the same time, the injury rate's pretty high. It's not like mm -hmm. in baseball or even basketball where you might have one guy injured for a yeah. entire season of significant time or two uh, football. You're going to have multiple across uh, both sides of the ball. Um, Eric uh, thought process on one guy uh, that I think we tend to leave out, mm -hmm. uh, but you and I, and I think it was either Joe or just, I think it was Joe that wrote a story on him uh, at inside Texas yesterday. And that's Jaron Thompson. Yeah. And the reason I want to bring up Jaron is because I think he is kind of becoming the glue on the back end based on right. what I uh, heard and, and seen. And he is known as the communicator in the secondary 
Uh, he he. A lot of people thought he was getting passed up for a starting role in the spring, but he's held on to that job. Yeah, and I think his ability to get even Anthony Cook lined up right, a, a senior, right. Uh, is is a big piece of the puzzle. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, and you know, Cook is making a bit of a transition too from playing playing corner, then uh, star, nickel, and then now safety as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, Thompson, I think, is overlooked a little bit. Um, you know, he flashed a lot as a freshman. Then he missed some big, big high-profile tackles as a sophomore. And I think, you know, whatever your biggest impression is um, on the fan base, that's going to—that's unfortunately the lasting one. So you can I remember uh, Mike Davis had drops early in his career uh, and came on really strong in the second half of his career, and everybody still thought he dropped the ball every time it was thrown in the air. Uh, but Thompson has a really good chance. A, if he tackles better, uh, he's automatically going to be a better player because he does add so many of the smaller things uh, to the secondary. You know, I think one source said it best. They said, you know, nobody messages to the team like the coaches quite like Jaron Thompson um, out of all the other players. They, they, they see Jaron Thompson as an extension of the coaching staff. Um, and, you know, I, I think I think one of the important parts going into this offseason and, and going into the first game is uh, communication across the board. And he plays a huge part in that. I've talked about that quite a bit. You know, if you're communicating, then you understand your roles. I think everybody's doing a better job, but he's kind of the coach out there. Uh, and, and, you know, he's the guy that, that, that talks to the linebackers. Linebackers are talking to the front. They're, they're just on the, they're on a whole different page. And I think Jaron Thompson is, is a big part of that. I was, I've been hearing that, you know, last year they would meet as units on the sides and to try to talk about what they're, what they're getting wrong. But now they're meeting as a whole defense. And so I think they're trying to, to, to bring the, the definition of team, team defense uh, to fruition in ways that we, we certainly didn't see last year. Well, that would be welcome news to a lot of Texas fans. If that yeah. actually, if, if, if it actually pays dividends, right? right? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, and I think Jaron Thompson is the right guy to pull it off. But, again, he's not a perfect player. He's, he's, he's good in coverage. He's smart. Uh, but he's going to have to drop the hat when he's the last guy between the, the ball carrier and the goal line. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned another thing. You mentioned enduring impressions can be made early. And I just immediately think of Cameron Dicker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the OU game. I mean, what, what better way to make an enduring impression and, and then uh, – the nod, uh, the nod to the camera and then to drill it. I mean, he's a legend forever. That way, he'd probably have a regular deal right now if he was still on campus. Yeah, he should have a regular deal if he was still on campus. Hey, a uh, uh, question for you uh, going forward uh, behind the scenes. Uh, what are you hearing now that Quinn Ewers has taken over mm -hmm. uh, for for uh, the number one spot? Not for anybody, but won that job on, on Friday as, as Sark announced. What are you hearing behind the scenes that uh, about the offense? Uh, does it change at all? Uh, I, I know we, we've thought it would, you know, or speculated, uh, but what are you also hearing behind the scenes about the players taking to it, uh, the decision and whatnot? You know, I don't, there was never real, a real preference uh, behind the scenes. You know, both guys are likable and well thought of behind the, the team. They were going to rally around whoever was named the starter. And, you know, that's Quinn. So Quinn, Quinn, there is an element of excitement around Quinn. I think that he does have a bit of an aura around him just because of the natural talent and uh, the mystique. You know, I mean, it's, he's kind of an interesting kid. Um, you know, that ranking, that ranking that you get follows you for the rest of your life. Uh, and I think there's some cachet with that. Um, you know, he's had, he's on a good run of practices. There's no doubt, doubt about it. I run the practice report last night, you know, his Tuesday practice was very strong. 
Uh, he's he's, get, he's doing a better job getting on the same page with the wide receiver. As a source told me, he's got a good understanding of what he can get away with and what he can't get away with, depending on the receiver. And, you know, I don't want to read too much into that, but I think I think what that means is if it's Whittington, you don't want him high-pointing the ball. You know, you want to hit him in stride with, with some grass in front of him. There are other guys, Casey Kane, that, that pass doesn't have to be perfect because he's got really long arms and, and, and great ball skills. Um, so he's, he's definitely building more of a rapport. Uh, overall, the wide receivers had a good day yesterday, and that was despite some uh, wet conditions. Uh, so I, I think, uh, you know, I think he's he's not peaking, obviously, uh, but I think he's hitting his stride in order to uh, right before the opener. So I I think he's going to come out and pro- play pretty well. Um, you mentioned building rapport, and I think of all the good passing teams in, in recent history, they all had great rapport with between yeah. quarterback and receiver. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, Xavier Worthy needs to be targeted differently than Casey Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. They and Jatavian Sanders even, right? right. Um, the, the, they just have different uh, capacities catching the ball. Um, you know, interestingly, uh, we talk about building that rapport. Yeah. What, what are you hearing about the the um, offensive line as far as coming together? Uh, you know, it it's said that the weakest point in the offensive line, that's where your offensive line actually is. You know, it's not right. the, yeah. not the strongest area. It's what's the weakest. And so yeah. – how are you here? What are you hearing about that? Are we still uh, just with two sophomores or two freshmen starting right now? Has Cam Williams started in at, at left tackle over Christian Jones yet? Or is it a mix and match? What's well, the latest you hear there? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, you know, going back to the scrimmage on Saturday, uh, you know, uh, Cam Williams finished the scrimmage with the ones over uh, Christian Jones. And that's really not saying that he's ahead of Christian. We're not saying that at all. Uh, but he's starting, you know, once you, you don't just go from second team to first team, it happens gradually. Uh, and then, you know, that, that you're competing against a guy and, and they have they have like for like to compare. You know, you, you're getting the same reps as a starter and, and then it's all about who performs better. So uh, Cam Williams is starting to get some looks there, but he's not ahead of Christian Jones. And we don't anticipate that he's going to start uh, the first couple of games. Uh, Kelvin Banks, of course, he went down with a very minor in- injury that was blown out of proportion online. One, one thing that it would never would have made the airways if I heard it uh, just because it was so minor. Uh, he did miss a practice or two. I don't know if he came back today, but it's all precautionary reasons. Uh, had they been in the game Saturday, he would have gone right back in. So it's not something that we're super concerned about. Uh, he's not ahead of uh, Andre Carrick yet, uh, but I think that there's a good chance that he starts at opener. I'm not guaranteeing it. Uh, we haven't heard that he's number one, uh, but there's a good chance. you still got a, uh, two weeks of practice. Right now they're working on install. As far as uh, you know, camaraderie up there and cohesion, we haven't heard a whole lot in that regard. Um, you know, they're 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 having their issues with the defensive line. Um, and so, you know, I think there's some reasons for that outside of just the offensive line versus defensive line. I think that has to do with uh, predictability. Um, you know, we've seen some some play callers in the past that became entirely predictable and the, the opposing defense just teed off on them. And even if the offensive line was an OK offensive line, you know, they weren't helped. So right now they're very predictable in practice, just given the structure of it, uh, just given the re- uh, repetitiveness of it. So I don't think we really know how 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 decent the O line is going to be in the first game, uh, and and the second game might not be a good barometer either. It might be not until Tech until we get like a fair, uh, fair idea of what's going on. So I'm not hearing that they're on the on the same page. A lot of runs that are designed to go inside are bouncing outside. 
so I, I think they have a lot of work to do. I think I think Stark has a lot of work to do uh, between, you know, uh, you know, getting Quinn, Quinn comfortable, the offensive line comfortable. What can they do? What can they actually execute? Uh, obviously, Bijan is a bit of a force multiplier there, and they're talented at wide receiver and tight end. So they can overcome these issues, but it's going to be a work in progress. Um, so go back to something real quick about Kelvin Banks, because I want to make clear uh, what you said. We don't know for sure if he's going to start, um, is, is what right. you're saying at Inside Texas. At the same time, we kind of think he probably will. Yeah, um, we don't yes. we don't know that he will. And we don't know that he won't. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that's the way to, to put this, because the first depth chart hasn't come out yet, right? Um, you're going to do your projected de depth chart at Inside Texas on what day this week coming up? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I've got a, you know, it's coming up. I need to do a little more homework on it. The team will release theirs on Monday and I'll definitely, I always like to beat that just to see how close I am. And now they, they'll throw a little kink in there just to make sure nobody gets it right. Uh, usually we're pretty close. It's, it's a fun little activity that we do once a year. Um, I'm not sure exactly. Maybe, maybe I'll save that for the weekend. I've got a, a trip ahead of me, so I'm going to get some content written in advance before I get on the road. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I've got to get the information first. Right now, I wouldn't go with it, but I'd feel I feel pretty comfortable. I get it right, or at least you know within the margin of error. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Eric, anything else? Um, I talked to Jerry earlier today about recruiting. Uh, he said that uh, the guys uh, that are coming in for Alabama, Texas is focusing on guys that that they think they that are truly wanting to see Texas not just wanting to go see Texas versus Bama so that mm. they focus uh, a little bit of their efforts on, in that regard. You feel like that's a, a good, a good, good idea for, for the Longhorn coaching staff? Um, not necessarily. I think I would bring in anybody that has any passing interest in the game. Uh, that's an elite talent. You know, I wouldn't waste a trip or anything like that. Uh, I would make sure that they do have some genuine interest and you're going to have a gauge of that by how they communicate, you know, be, before you extend the invitation, right? You should have an idea you know, the, the, you know, they're not just going on a date because you have a nice car. They're going on a date because you have a good personality, you hope. Um, <laughs> but they, um, you know, I, I think that you want to get those guys, you know, there's some recruits you have nothing to lose. So get them on campus. If you lose, if you lose big, you probably weren't going to get them anyways. Um, but if you stay close or if, you know, if, if the unlikely occurs and you win, uh, you might find yourself on a lot better footing than you would have otherwise. So I, I would go for broke on some of the guys that you're already not likely to get in the first place. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think it's so much not the guys like David Hicks, for example, is Jerry used that example. He's leaning to either Oklahoma or AM right now, the big defensive lineman out of the Katy Paytown. Right. Um, they're they're they they definitely want him to come in. But I'm talking about guys. Jerry mentioned a guy down in the Houston area that wants to come in, uh, is committed elsewhere. They don't even know if he's really sincere about the interest. I, that's that's one that you 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 know, you wait to see if they really have genuine interest as opposed to just fill the, the stands up with folks. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Focusing your efforts on somebody else. Yeah, I would definitely be doing some homework on that and seeing if uh, if it's worth bringing them in or not. Because, yeah, you know, uh, even after the game, you know, they're going to have guys on campus that they have to spend time with. Um, you know, you're going to have to you're either going to celebrate with your team. You're going to be picking them up. You know, you're going to have to spend some time with the team, too, whether it's good, good or bad. Uh, and then you're going to have other recruits. You don't want to really spend time, uh, you know, with guys that are wasting your time. You know, so, yeah, you have to be you have to have a good understanding of that. In my opinion, they should have a decent understanding of that before they would bring anybody in. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Um, Eric, uh, last last question here uh, for you is, as we look at the, the week before uh, football season starts off. What is the one thing you want Texas to accomplish between now and uh, the game on Sat on the game a week from Saturday. 
Oh man, to accomplish between now and then. Hmm. Um, let me see. I want their depth chart to be close to mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be ideal for me. You know, I I think they need to be well down the road to to be having a successful season already. Um, you know, if if the the seeds aren't planted to have an improved defense, they're in trouble. If the seeds aren't planted for the uh, offensive line to make quick progress throughout the first month of the season, they're in trouble. Uh, if they pick the wrong quarterback, which I'm not saying they did, obviously they're in trouble. You know, so I mean, I think we're well down the road now. It's just about staying healthy uh, and drilling it down, making sure the guys that are putting in the work. You know, there's a whole lot of work that's mandatory and there's a whole lot of work that's not mandatory. Make sure that your team leaders are getting these guys that are doing all the extra work. You know, every team has the players that never meet, reach their uh, their potential, and that's because they don't put in the extra work. Uh, make sure those guys, the important guys, are bought in and going that extra mile because game week is going to come up quick. And and next week I'm I'm kind of cool and calm, but next week I'll be a little bit more on edge. And I'm just a I'm just a dumb commenta commentator. <laughs> well, I don't know about dumb, but you are a commentator. Uh, I'll I'll give you that. Uh, Eric Nalin, uh, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Inside Texas has uh, currently a subscription special running for new subscribers only. Uh, $1 for four months. It'll take you through the end of football season. And, uh, you know, there is no better deal out there or better site. That's good. That, we've had that promotion out there for a while. And invariably, no matter what day that ends, I'm going to get people going, hey, man, I'll sign up if you had a promotion. No, we're not playing that this year. All right. You get in right now. It's a dollar for the whole football season. Don't come at me after the first game and you get excited. <laughs> All right. Eric Nalin, Inside Texas. Thanks for joining the State of the Program. I'm Bobby Burton. We'll see you next time.